Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Well, let's get on with the show indeed. <laughs> episode three, and thanks to Brenda last week. What are we talking about today, Denise? Or are you going to well, reveal why, how we got arrived at the topic today? <laughs> we are. We are going to reveal it because every conversation I have, with, well, not every, obviously, sometimes it's what we have for dinner, but but <laughs> so often conversations nowadays are re- some aspect of AI is discussed. Mm. I was at a I was at a big group of doctors on Tuesday night, zooming, of course, and the topic of conversation then was AI and and. Is it going to replace radiologists, for example? Is, is it how how can it be used? And do we need to be worried about it? And then we got into driving cars. You can cut some of this out if you like. But it was no. it was a really fun conversation. And then all of a sudden, technology failed us, and the, the Zoom room just closed mid sentence on somebody. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But um, but I know that before before you hit record or right after. You, you checked out with ChatGPT. Sorry, we're advertising probably the most commonly known open source. Well, the ones are available. <laughs> yes, they are. But this one you can use for free. Um, and that gave us a series of, of potential conversation starters, which I thought was kind of funny. It gave us, what, 10? Something like that, yeah. Because I, yeah. I mentioned that over here in the UK last week was um, Mental Health Awareness Week. And this year's topic was anxiety. So I asked it for things to talk about conversation starters and i, and I found thought, it quite well, useful but people get anxious about ai <laughs> well, yeah like... yeah i mean have you ever tried asking ai something like you know are you here to take over the world and see what it answers <laughs> yeah i think sometimes it can joke back yeah it does. i have asked <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the same as if you tell alexa to self-destruct <laughs> it, it'll go i am self-destructing now Ten, nine, eight. <laughs> <laughs> So anxiety is a huge area and mm. everybody has anxiety is just, I think it's just your subconscious telling you, you know, stay in your comfort zone, please, please stay in your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, I, I think though for the public, it's um, one of those things, they see all these words and, you know, how do you differentiate between say overwhelm, anxiety, stress, you know, the mm-hmm. stating to people what the differences are. Um, well, that's like saying somebody saying I'm depressed. Mm. Not clinically, you won't, but I mean, they might be, but you need to explore it a bit more than that. It's not just feeling a bit sad. No, no, it's, it's got to be for <laughs> yeah. a minimum of two weeks, hasn't it? Of two or three more symptoms. Right. right. To, but to... it's also, you know, what we use it colloquially mm. and and diminishes the real disease yes. of, of clinical depression, the various kinds. And also doesn't tells people they're not supposed to feel sad. You're supposed to feel sad. Some things are worth being sad about, not taking over your life, not being, you know, not so the point you can't function, but, but the highs and lows need to be appreciated. Well, yeah. And also the the risk of sounding like a Facebook meme, you know, if you don't experience sadness, how will you know what happiness is? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose I, you have, you've had a client recently. I don't know if you can, discuss your clients without 
giving away any details, but that person has experienced major sadness and anxiety major, major about sadness. a ma major anxiety anticipating being sad because of the triggers that will come with it. And that's, I think, is something that, since we're trying to promote hypnotherapy here, that is one of the things that hypnosis can really help with. Yeah, from 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 my point of view, from a sort of double pronged attack as well, because one, I mean, as you say, any medical conditions exacerbated by stress. So hypnotherapy is brilliant for reducing stress, bringing the stress levels down. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other side of the coin, it's also really good for future positive rehearsal. So mm -hmm. when somebody's got this feeling of impending doom because they've got an event to go to, um, you know, they'll imagine it in the worst case scenario many times over. Um, with hypnosis, with the process of them being relaxed and being amenable to the positive suggestions, you can direct their future focus in a positive way. You can help them mentally rehearse what's going to happen and to see, you know, to right. pick out all the positives of or possible positives of that future event. Yes, and, and point it point, into the subconscious. Yeah, and point out that Martin isn't making up the things that are going to happen. No. This is this is the, the client's mind. They know you've gone out of focus again. I've just gone out of focus. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me if you're watching on YouTube. There we go. I'll, um, I'll come back into focus in a minute. Don't worry. I'll probably, I'll probably look better with a soft lens. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it isn't. It isn't mind control. It isn't us no. saying, "Oh, Far think of this it. nice happiness." Empowerment. Exactly. It, it's, you're it's allowing the, the person. You're allowing the person to relax enough to realize the positive things that they can find in their own mind, yeah. and they can then rehearse how they can how they'll be responding to. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, they, these situations of future negative forecasting become self-perpetuating and self-fulfilling prophecies because the more you start to imagine something in a in a bad scenario the more stressed you become the more you'll imagine it and on it goes mm -hmm. um you know as that stress increases you start to think of even more things that can go wrong yeah and that is the natural thing that humans do mm. We, we catastrophize everything. Come back to um, National Mental Health Awareness Week, which we had last week over here, and um, this year's theme, anxiety. What other ways do you think hypnosis can help with anxiety? Sort of like, say somebody's got generalized anxiety disorder, for example, and maybe, you know, they've had that diagnosis and maybe they're being treated with medication by their doctor. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain how hypnosis would possibly help that person as well as part of the toolkit it's it's exactly what we said it's relaxation mm. Mm. and realizing that the stressor is an whatever it is is a natural thing now unfortunately many people just are, are it's their default position to feel anxious yes they've had so much stress that their brain just that's the pattern that's in their mind and they're going to stay there because that's what they expect mm. And so we need to interrupt that. And that's true for just about everything in hypnosis. Mm. All we're doing is allowing them to close down the critical mind and the overthinking part mm. and just remember a time when they felt really confident mm. and not anxious. And it may be back in childhood, but so long as they can remember what that felt like, mm. they can sort of capture it and put it back in their life. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this is it. If somebody um, has experienced 
great feelings if they can. I mean, I, I always sort of use one of my own for my own childhood. I can remember being a kid and one particular winter we had really thick, heavy snow. And I can remember spending all day as a little, I was about six, rolling a snowball bigger and bigger till it got bigger than me. And going to bed that night, absolutely exhausted, but in, in the nicest possible way, feeling really mm -hmm. tired out, but after, having had a fantastic day, going to bed and sleeping like a baby and waking up the next day, you know, wanting to do it all over again. Dreams uh, of being in the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> That's a big snowball. Uh, you know, I, I always give that example, well, not always, but I, I frequently give that example to my clients and ask them to try and recall a moment when they felt really good as a child like that. Yeah. Um, and as soon as they say that, I say, well, you've obviously got the resources within you to feel happy then. That's it. And that is what you want to capture so that they can have, make sure they're giving themselves that feeling mm. on a regular basis, which will then build that pathway back or rediscover the pathway yeah. Yeah. that they previously had, that they've mm. been, to use your elephant metaphor, hadn't been trodden down for a while and yeah, so it overgrown. Yeah. Do, do you think, oh, as adults, just as a, as a whopping generalization, do you think as adults we, we forget how to just let go and feel that good and feel that happy? Yeah. Do you think, do you think life is just too fast to yeah. involve? Everything's everything's a to-do list mm. and it's just so much, so much, so much. Now, obviously, that is a generalization. There are some people who, or some people who don't worry enough. I mean, mm. there are some things we do need to worry about because we need to deal with them. Yes. What tends to happen when you have an anxiety disorder is you worry, 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 but you don't do anything to change. You start procrastinating. Yeah, but I actually I don't think of even as procrastination. It's 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 like pre that. It's just you sit there, it, not even thinking. I don't want to leave the house because the sky may fall. It's mm. it's just you're sitting there locked in anxiety. Mm generalize anxiety you've got nowhere you've got nothing to focus on mm. because it's just become so global and so when you're working with a therapist with cbt therapist mm. or any other you know psychoanalytic or or a hypnotherapist you can you can through conversation whether with the conscious or unconscious mind you can find those little pieces mm. and allow them to focus on those things which will mm would then be able to generalize good things instead of generalize yeah. bad things. Okay, well, in, in the hypnosis style that you use then, for example, would you give somebody an anchor, something they could do yes. when they get into o that? Always, yeah. always. That's what it, when, I mean, every, every session is different because everybody's coming for a different reason. Everybody's yeah, got a absolutely. different backstory. But my usual use is of a progressive relaxation technique, partly because we're on Zoom, partly mm. because I think there's no reason to shock somebody into something. We, no, we no. have an hour and a half, which is fine. Um, um, so they they have a progressive relaxation, and then they they at, as we begin, they go to a place where they feel completely safe and yes. comfortable. Find a specific memory mm. when they felt completely in control happy, confident, life was wonderful. And if you're two and you're remembering, it's, it don't, I don't care. Yeah. It, just find a real memory so you can play that memory to yourself a few times mm -hmm. and then anchor that feeling mm. to an action. Usually it's just to pinch your fingers yeah. together. Sometimes it's something else. Um, so that 
your brain will associate if I do this, oh, this is the way I feel when I do that. Yeah. It's a bit, it sounds goofy. No, but no, it isn't. not at all. Not at all. It makes absolutely <laughs> not to sense. you, it made to, it made to the public. <laughs> and so when they do that, they just get that instant little, ah. Yeah. And well, th this is it though, Denise. I mean, it, it, it might sound goofy to somebody who's not had any experience with hypnosis. <laughs> Because that, that, that is the thing, though. It may sound goofy. You may think it sounds goofy, but no, it doesn't. And I, this is the thing. People want to know something about hypnotherapy, how hypnotherapy works, if, if they're curious. Um, you know, we say it's not woo-woo. It's not, you know, snap your fingers and all that kind of thing. But the, there are various universal techniques that are mm -hmm. applied you know by by hypnotists i do exactly the same thing with setting anchors i do i do concentrate a lot more on positive future rehearsal of things with people yeah. as well if somebody is really anxious especially about something well, if specific it's, if, like a driving test for yes example. yes i do that if it's if it's for a specific event or a specific mm. type of event famously the guy driving over a bridge mm. <laughs> and and he is an anchor you know if if he's supposed to feel now, that isn't he? <laughs> he is, he's wonderful um because then he got other things that worked too um but to to um to use that anchor mm. as he was driving so that he would feel relaxed mm. because he, there was an, a huge amount of the anticipatory anxiety i mean it, it, even though there's a lot of bridges where we live they aren't everywhere mm. <laughs> it's a lot of regular roads um, and he didn't have any trouble at all driving. It was only bridges and mm. high places that bothered him. Mm. I, but, I think, though, it's, get, it's getting into your client's space so that, because if people haven't been hypnotized, if they haven't experienced that intense relaxation, they won't quite understand what it is we're doing. And for me, yeah. it's like getting into your client's space and just getting them so relaxed right. that they can really visualize what it is you're right. putting over to them. Right. Uh, for the it, most it, part, for the it, most part, when I'm starting work with a client, we do address the main issue they have because mm. that's why they're paying me. They want to get rid of that particular issue. Mm. But for some clients, I have to go back a stage and just teach them what it feels to be relaxed. Yes. So it, it we have a general relaxation and they go home with a relaxation tape yeah. so that we can start the work once they know how that feels. Mm. Well, I mean, that's similar to me. because and, tr and trust it. <laughs> yeah. Well, with, with every client I see after I've given them an initial consultation, which I don't charge for, um, I give them the recording to listen to every night for a week because it gets them used to my voice and it gets mm -hmm. them used to relaxing because otherwise the first time you're going to do a full proper session with them, they've got that many questions in their head beforehand. Um, you know, what will it sound like? How will I feel? They're already halfway there by listening to the recordings. They, right. they, they know what it's like to relax. And then obviously it's going to be a far more pleasurable experience for them. Right. I think, right. I think what a lot of people, perhaps when you're managing people's expectations, some people think they're just going to be like zonked out, not remember a thing they said on the other. For me, I always say to them, I want it to be, you know, the highlight of your week. It's a wonderful, relaxing experience. Right. And yeah. that's... That's part of it. It's, it's the anxiety about hypnosis now. We're mm. going to deal with that as well. So they're expecting so to that's bat them on the head or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really why the first session tends to be relaxation, although mm. depending on why they've come. And and some clients have been hypnotized by other people before. They've had fear of flying that was mm. you know 20, 30 years ago. That worked. Maybe well, this will work for this too. Now we go find a hypnotist. Mm. Um, but they still need to get used to me, my voice, 
there's the usual rapport that you have to build. Absolutely. Yeah. And if somebody is truly very anxious, it can take a while. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's the thing. That's what I say. It's always better that they listen to a recording for a week first. It brings the anxiety down. For, without mm -hmm. a doubt, they'll be sleeping better. Um, right. if, you know, Although we, we, should, we should say again, always they should talk to their doctor if their anxiety is of that ilk. Oh, absolutely. If, they, absolutely. if they're thinking they need a professional of any kind, start with your doctor start with because your doctor. There, are, there are other conditions that would give you an organic reason to be anxious. people with thyroid disorder for example yeah they they may feel anxious and, and fix the thyroid a lot of that will go away yeah i mean i don't know how it is in the u.s denise but over here generally with a lot of people the hypnotherapist is their last port of call yeah they've, they've usually been to the doctor and either with or without a diagnosis they've tried other therapies first because hypnotherapy has that reputation of being a bit out there a little bit different and perhaps unconventional from other methods see, but see my, my the reason that i'm on youtube and podcasts and talking yeah. to people <laughs> i think probably for you too because i want doctors to realize that we should possibly be the first protocol yes or or you know if, if the person's got a thyroid problem okay let's work with medication that work up and because that can take quite a few weeks mm. But also include hypnosis. Yeah. So they need to have a stash of hypnotists they can refer to. <laughs> <laughs> and now that everybody's on Zoom, there's so many more hypnotists that that people have access to. Yeah. Yeah. But they I, don't realize it. Yeah, and ones who specialize in different things, or, or just basically a, a wider choice of people. I mean, something with, I, I think, any kind of therapist is if you're shopping around for one. You read the bio, you look at the picture, and let's face it, as human beings, we judge on appearances. Absolutely. And, and we tend to like to like, you know, I, yeah. I get a lot of older people because clearly I am not mm. chicken. And and um I do but I quite often get I was looking for a guy, but I can't find one. And since you're a doctor, this is you know, it won't be embarrassing mm. to talk about this thing with you. Um, which is nice for me, mm. but it, it's rather sad that there are, and it, are there more women than men? Hypnotists? Hypnotherapists? There are a lot of hypnotists. Yeah, yeah, hypnotherapists. Yeah, there are. I mean, we know from various groups we've been in, for every 20 women, there's one man. Yeah, but that may be a, a phenomenon of, of women liking to talk to other women. <laughs> Sexist? <laughs> But I mean, it's true. I, I mean, I don't mean we, women like to talk. <laughs> Since the people you're talking, the people, yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I can't comment on that. <laughs> if I were to say women like to talk, <laughs> that would be horrendous. Um, no, no. It's an unconscious bias. <laughs> so we were talking about positive future visualizations. I think we get that the best once a client's been relaxed over a period of days with a nighttime recording, but also it's it's being able to conjure up in their imagination, help them to conjure up in their imagination the most vivid picture. Now, this may be useful to people who are watching this who think, but I cannot visualize something. You only know, you close your eyes. You don't mm -hmm. see an actual picture in front of you. Well, some people don't. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I always find it a little bit difficult to explain to people exactly what visualization is. So if somebody says, I can't imagine that, I cannot see it, I can't picture it, I'll, I'll tend to ask them, 
What colour is the front door? Yes, where, exactly. Where's the letterbox? Where's the handle? Yes. Where, where there, are the numbers on it or are they on the wall next to it? And in their way, they must be visualising that to, yeah, to be able to exactly. tell me. That's, that's um, it, it's like we ask, are you creative? And mm. says, no, 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 no. Well, of course we are. We all are in some ways. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. if you just enjoy plating your meal up nicely. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. being creative. Hanging um, your diplomas behind your head. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've never, I've never managed to get my a, a mine tend not to stay on the wall, but well, I, yeah, yours I've, I've been stuck all, on the window house. if you had them behind you. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, everybody's everybody has the ability to imagine, mm. but what you imagine imagining is mm. <laughs> maybe different. Um, Okay, we went, went a bit sideways there. Where did we end up? Um, well, we're just talking about positive future visualization. Yes, visualizing the fact that people can visualize, and that's just because that's the word we use. Whatever, whatever faculty your imagination chooses. If you want to hear music, see colors dancing in front of you, mm. whatever, or sensation. Mm. You know, you. That's of course the way Giancarlo Russo. When, when he was explaining to me how he works with his stroke mm. uh, survivors, she, he has them imagine the feel under the, right. the paralyzed arm or leg or whatever. Um, imagine you can feel the sheet mm. under your arm. And, and so imagination is an incredibly powerful well, and the brain can't tell if it's real or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you just hit on something that I remember um, talking with somebody about years ago now when i was in training and that was phantom pains after limb removals yes, again you were talking about the brain not knowing the difference between imagination and reality and somebody who had had their hand amputated was still getting pains in the fingers obviously because yep. yeah, the brain was frantically looking for the hand yeah. Thing, but yeah. yeah 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 so i mean a prime example of how hypnotherapy could help surely Oh, it is. That's it's very well known to to use for that mm. um, to to ignore those sensations. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, well, I mean, a very different thing from somebody who's unfortunately had to have an amputation. But again, I I use it in weight loss for getting people to reinterpret what they call hunger pangs because of course it's not mm. real hunger. Uh, you know, if you were really hungry, you'd know it. Um, but of course, when people get that urge to eat and they think they're getting a sensation in the stomach. Yeah. Okay. So if, you, if, if you're a hypnotist yourself, you can write back and tell us the ways that you deal with it. Actually, and, actually, if you're, yeah, yeah, and if you're, if you're the general public and you're interested, you can look in your phone book and see how many hypnotists you can find. It mm. would <laughs> be interesting. Do a, do a quick, a quick um, roundup of hypnotists or yeah. contact one of us and we can help you. Uh, find somebody local or we can help you over zoom absolutely because he's trying to get that understanding through to people though because people a lot of people think okay yeah they don't think they're swinging much anymore and things like that but they think they're just going to be zonked out and mm -hmm. whatever it is won't be there anymore um you know I, I i don't think there's a great understanding out there of exactly what happens on the hypnosis as i say like positive future mental rehearsal or um, right. setting an and, anchor that they can trigger to bring back good feelings and right but there's also obviously every hypnotist works differently mm. there's also 
we think we're explaining what's happening, yeah. but there's still research going on to actually now that we can look inside the brain. Yeah. Agree. Now we we actually know it's not just a nap. Your brain's actually quite busy. Well, yeah. Um, I mean that that's the thing though. The, 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 I'm, I'm waiting for my EEG to arrive. But anyway, <laughs> again, I've, I found the research piece and I've lost it now um, about how much more active electrical impulses are going on in the brain at rest than when you're doing a math exam really really yeah yeah does it so focus presumably on the math interesting yeah, yeah let me let me in fact I'll let me find maybe it, she, like, put it put it in the show notes I'll let put it in the show know. notes then yeah I've got the actual <laughs> research I think it was Marcus Rachel I'm not sure mm. but I got the anyway. research for it yeah, so that's so, EEGs. No. Yeah, our, our viewers and listeners have got to watch out for that one. In the next few weeks, we will have an EEG machine live on air. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at your brain closely, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one, we we probably should stop. This has been we've been rambling on again as usual. Yeah. And and but next, uh, our next guest for Denise Oatley Hall. So. Yes, she will be far more focused than us, <laughs> and we'll be speaking about the 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 way. Honestly, the way a lot of people deal with stress or think they are because she's going to talk about her work with helping people quit smoke. Mm, and she's had a lot of people she's helped, hasn't she? Yes, she has. Yeah. Now she's, she's really started focusing on that aspect. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so that's the next episode, Double Denise. <laughs> <laughs> Double Denise with two barrel names. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Look forward to it. See you on the next one. All right. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.